Joining me now is Cameron Bagri, independent economist. We find him in Auckland today. It's been a hard day's night for him. No watching of the Queen's uh, funeral service last night, Cameron, because you fell asleep. I shouldn't really mention that and let all your cats out of the bag there, should I? Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Look, I've been keeping a pretty close eye on what's been going on globally at the moment. So she's been late nights and it's been early starts because you, after Chairman Powell of the US Federal Reserve sort of served up a little bit of tough love conversations at Jackson Hole and of course we got a pretty strong core inflation print out of the United States last week. You mm. sort of see markets, you know, more on edge. You know. Inflation is the battleground uh, going forward and in order to contain inflation, central banks need to slow growth and they need to see the labour market demand cool, which is another way of saying the unemployment rate moving up. So inflation versus jobs. You know, that's the battleground for central banks over the next 12 to 24 months. It's going to be an interesting 12 to 24 months. Here in New Zealand, where does the Reserve Bank go? Well, they're going to keep going into year end. And the market's starting to think increasingly that they won't be stopping in the early part of 2023. And I see ANZ came out uh, last week. You're talking that the official cash rate's now going to 4.75%. You know, is that a scenario? The answer is yes. Uh, I think the Reserve Bank will pause before the official cash rate goes to 4.75% on proviso. We start to see signs that the job market is starting to turn down and the economy is turning down pretty aggressively with it. Now, I think we're early into that stage at the moment, emphasis on early into that stage. But monetary policy and interest rates impact the economy with a 12 to 18 month lag. So those interest rate increases that Reserve Bank's delivered over the past 12 months have still got a long way to proliferate through the general economy. So at some stage, the Reserve Bank is going to need to stop for a cup of tea, in the words of Sir David Longy. Uh, still, that's still a, a few months out, but where I think people are starting to get things a bit wrong is that they're starting to think that interest rate hikes today become interest rate cuts maybe in 2024. Look, I think interest rates are going to remain a lot more elevated than what we've been used to for the past four to five years. So don't bank on rate hikes being followed by rate cuts. We saw last week the US inflation rate hitting 8.3%. That is slightly down uh, from 8.5% in New Zealand uh, in July. Sorry, here in New Zealand continues to be rampant on farm. I guess the one saving grace, Cameron, is that the commodity prices seem to still be holding. Yeah, well, we saw dairy prices come down, but we got a yeah, pretty welcome reprieve a couple of weeks ago when global dairy prices you know, bounced back up, and we hope that continues again overnight. Across the broader commodity complex in New Zealand, they're holding in pretty well. And, of course, yeah, the, the sugar on top has really been that lower New Zealand dollar. You know, the New Zealand dollar down around 50 cents on the greenback has provided an awful lot of income protection coming into the sector at a time where on-farm inflation, depending on which sort of measure you look at, can be anything from sort of 15 to 20%. But yeah, we're seeing that the farming sector is still, I think, in, a, in a, a lot better space than other aspects of the New Zealand economy, yeah, particularly the, the property market, the local property development sector, I think it's a train wreck around the corner. Yeah, farm profitability is being eroded by inflation, uh, but they've got down their levels of debt, yeah, they've actually been deleveraging, particularly the dairy sector, for a long time. I think they've got a lot more resilience out there at the moment than the likes of the property sector. 
when interest rates move up, you just follow the trail of debt, and the trail of debt leads to the property sector in New Zealand. So what's the space over the next of the 12 months? What about the horticulture sector, Cameron? Well, horticulture has done really well over the past three to four years. Yeah, I'm a bit more cautious about horticulture going forward for a couple of reasons. Look, one, you know, those various issues that they've seen in the last season over the quality of the fruit, you wonder in regard to what's that going to impact pricing next year. But you've also got a sector there at the moment that's been very reliant historically on cheap labour. And we're no longer in that era of cheap labour. And in fact, you've just got to get the labour in the first place. So if you can't get all the fruit off, then you're not maximising the output of the land. And if you've leveraged up buying that land, then you could have a few issues on the other side. So the horticulture long term, yeah, 10 to 15 years down the track, I'm pretty optimistic that we're going to need to unlock opportunities in that sector as we replace some of the growth we've traditionally seen at the store export growth because we're going to be constrained. But in the near term, in regard to horticulture, I'm a lot more cautious the upcoming two seasons. Cameron, uh, just finally, on Franked, getting our exports to the world, getting parts to New Zealand, where are we looking at? This has been a real challenge for oh, the last nearly three years. Well, I guess the good news is that we're starting to see freight rates come back down uh, from elevated levels. We, we are reconnecting slowly around the globe. But if I have a look at the other... What's driving trade policy internationally at the moment is increasingly less to do with economics. It's all about security. And it's security on three levels. Security level one is food. You've got to have food on the table. And that's one that plays into New Zealand's strength because we, we provide food. Uh, the second one is energy. And that's a big point of vulnerability in regard to New Zealand. It's not as vulnerable as Germany. But, of course, yeah, shutting down Marsden Point, I'm not quite sure was a smart thing to do yeah. last year. And, and, and the third layer is security and technology products. You know, the, the microchips control the computers and the computers control the machines. So you know, security is a big overarching theme that's dominating trade policy at the moment that we need to be tuned into. Cameron, I always think the most, uh, the biggest compliment you can ever give someone is that I feel more intelligent after having spoken to you. Cameron Bangry from Bangry Economics, appreciate your time as always here on The Country. Uh, all the best.